1: Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Tuesday, January 26th, 2021. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning Five and Change. If it's Tuesday, that can mean only one thing. Dwayne Long has joined us. Dwayne, how goes it?
0: Hey, we're coming up to the end of winter, Dan. I am excited.
1: Yes, but we will suffer through the final stretch here in Ohio as we are wont to do in these months. It's quite chilly out. Here's what's warm, the recruiting trail, and especially warm for one Californian who had to get used to some cold weather, and that is John Davis. The modern-day linebacker class of 2021 came here to visit Ohio State with his family over the weekend. We are very lucky here that of the two recruitments going on now, Rajon Davis and JT Tuamolau, for that matter, in the class of 2021. Greg Biggins, one of our West Coast correspondents, is super close to Rajon Davis, and Brandon Huffman is equally close to JT Tuamolau, so you'll want to keep it locked in here for updates. The most recent one is premium, so you'll have to dig into that on the front, but generally speaking, it does seem the visit has gotten Rajon Davis and his family more interested in Ohio State, what are your thoughts on Davis as a player?
0: Dan, I have watched this kid's tape uh, several times. I watched it again yesterday. This is what a modern-day linebacker looks like. Now, this is a, uh, 10 years ago. He's a strong safety. Uh, uh, five years ago, they're going to add some more weight to him. He's 220 pounds right now. He's ideal. He plays in space like a safety. He really is. Outstanding in space. Outstanding in coverage. They have him stepping out and covering slot receivers, and he's at home. He's. It's not like uh, you're hoping for the best. No. No. He is absolutely where he can be, where, I mean, where he needs to be. Uh, he, he doesn't make mistakes. He's got the speed. He's got the athleticism. This is what you're looking for, Buckeye Nation, in a linebacker in this day and age with the uh, pass-happy way that the game has gone now. Outside linebackers in particular, not as much middle linebackers, but outside linebackers are getting smaller and faster and more athletic. Even middle linebackers, we're not going to be the – I mean, Andy Katzenmoyer wouldn't even got a a smell of linebacker in this day and age. No. You're not going to see many linebackers over 240 pounds anymore. It's just not it's it's not that kind of game anymore. And this kid is an absolutely perfect fit. I understand why we're continuing to pursue him. Be ecstatic if we can get him to come to Columbus for the next four years.
1: I was told he's very similar to the outside linebacker at Notre Dame right now, Cora Mo, who I'm not going to attempt to do the whole name, but who is rising on draft charts for basically the same reasons we're discussing here. I did think it was going to be JT, Turamola, or Bust, but it does seem like the visit got them more in the mix. Anytime you get the family involved speaking like that, you know you're in good shape. There could be some other new names around here, and not necessarily from the recruiting trail. The transfer portal chatter is up and running. There are several prospects rumored to be considering Ohio State. You've picked out two in particular. They are not unknown names. They are probably the most popular names in the transfer portal right now. The first is Elias Ricks, cornerback out of California, who spent his first year at LSU and was decorated as a freshman All-American in many places. He was always seriously considering Ohio State down the stretch. Do you think there's a chance they could pull him out of LSU? And if so, what kind of impact would he make, do you think?
0: Okay, I I really do believe that this is a, a bona fide thing, that he is very seriously uh, considering coming to Ohio State. Um, we know that, uh, or well, we don't know this Dan, but we it's rumored that he and and Cavazos are very good friends, and we know that he had a great time here. He was very happy to have chosen Ohio State. Uh, and Rick's just isn't he's not doesn't. If if you read, uh, you know, read the tea leaves, he just doesn't appear to like where he's at. You know, that happens. Uh, you know, kids make uh, we Mookie Cooper, he just left us, he just wasn't happy here. Okay, so uh, getting him, Dan, this is a bona fide bad dude. This is a five star. Who, if they gave out six stars, he would be a six star. Elias Ricks is what you're looking for in a cornerback. He's six foot two, uh, a well built kid. He's got the body. Uh, uh, he's great in coverage, great ball skills. There's really no weakness in him, his game. Uh, he was the number two corner in the country last year. And I don't remember who is number one, but uh, the, I, I I may want to go look just to see who, who could be better than Elias Ricks. I mean, with him coming in, with with the uh, the kids we've got coming coming in already committed in this class, it just takes this class to a whole nother level. It rivals uh, the Akuda class, and I would say even uh, could I would say it's even better overall. Yeah. That And that's a big statement. Uh, but that's how good these guys are.
1: Adding Ricks would kind of be like last year when we got Wade back. I think everyone thought that would solidify the secondary. Sean kind of struggled on the move to the edge, whereas Ricks can step in right as a number one outside corner here and thrive. The other guy you have your eye on, another high-profile name from Tennessee, and another name that they're just trying to challenge me with. And I'm going to go with Henry. Tuoto, linebacker.
0: Yeah, that's that's a, uh, a good enough guess. I don't know what it is. I just know this kid is a ball player.
1: Let's be honest, you called him Tutu. Too, too.
0: Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's how it's spelled. So, yeah. So, that could be that, too. We don't know. All I know is he's a gamer. This kid, he's explosive. He reads the game so well. He runs great. Uh, he, I play inside or outside. Uh, there's no reason not to take him, none whatsoever. We're losing four linebackers. The guys that, the four guys that had played the most are gone. So bring in a kid like this that's already shown that he can play at a high level in the SEC. I mean there are two conferences. SEC, Big Ten, everybody else is is, is, a, do- is a squirrel trying to get a nut. That that's just the way it is. You play in those two conferences. You, you're you're a ball player. This kid can play. Another thing about he and Ricks is they're so young. We're not taking juniors or, or graduates. These these guys are freshman, sophomore years. That kid, these are guys that can help us for years to come, and they're elite guys. Now I don't remember uh, the the two two or two uh, two as a recruit but I've seen a film of him at Tennessee and I can't imagine we would even think about saying no to this kid. And, and, and the buzz is that Ohio state's one of the places he's considering going.
1: If they were able to go into the transfer portal and get those two, it also kind of set a nice trend here of us handpicking guys for positions we need across the country. I'm not sure that was the intention of the rule, but like most rules, Ohio state and Alabama are going to take advantage of it because they're the big dogs on the block. We're going to take a quick break, come back and talk freshman. All right, Dwayne, we are back. Everybody is getting their words in on who they think the impact freshman will be as they get settled on campus, the early arrivals. I think everyone agrees on one guy, and that's Jack Sawyer. He is basically considered the next Bosa. Both Bosas stepped in day one and were fantastic. Joey was on the field day one all the time and Nick kind of worked his way in there and both turned out to be spectacular players. Top player picked at their position in the draft. Jack Sawyer hopefully is on that track, and we've talked about him a lot. Who are some other guys that you think are going to make an immediate impact out of the freshman class?
0: Immediately, absolutely, I believe this, that Jordan Hancock and, and Jaquelyn Johnson, the two cornerbacks uh, coming in in this class. There. you know, we got We got three other kids that maybe – cornerbacks I think they're safeties but those two absolutely are our cornerbacks uh in particular with me for me Hancock's a five-star just uh, so many things right with this kid uh and and he's gonna I think he's gonna challenge for playing time immediately it's not going to surprise me if Ja'Kalen Johnson does too these guys are special athletes we haven't been recruiting uh uh, guys of this caliber and i include ricks in that for the last couple of uh recruiting classes we have got we've got some good cornerbacks that i think uh uh, might be able to help us um uh this this coming year but these guys are elite hancock is a definitely a five star and the uh jacqueline johnson is at least a four star then you add ricks in there at the cornerback room gets so much better immediately with those guys. They're going to challenge for playing time immediately. We've got a history of throwing cornerbacks into the mix. Uh, it's it's a uh, trial by fire here. You come and you take your knocks and uh, you learn to play the game. And uh, that's the way it is. And then these guys are out of here in three years. That's So uh, they got to know that they're going to come in and get an opportunity to play. Travion Henderson, I got to say, you know, uh, Trey Sermon was ended the season as our best running back, and he's gone. Um, we don't know what's going to happen with, uh, with the others. Teague, there's just, he's just so one-dimensional, and we've come to understand that. We've come to accept that. If you open a hole where the play call says it's going to open, Teague is a problem. He's big and strong. I mean, why, nobody brings this kid down one guy. And uh, uh, if he breaks the line of scrimmage, he <laughs> he's one of the faster guys on the field. He's going to outrun the defense. He's a straight line, power running guy, power speed guy. Doesn't have the great instincts. He's not a shake and bake guy. Uh, he doesn't seem to have that great vision. He doesn't. Uh, that's one thing that Dobbins was just one of the best at. Uh, if the hole wasn't there, he was going to find another one real quick. Teague just does not have that. Okay. Um, someone said this uh, on the message boards that he's, he would be a fullback in another era, and he would be. Now, uh, you know, we don't know what we got with Crawley because of he's just been injured for so much. And then the big mystery is what's going on with Steel Chambers. He, he just disappeared. I know that one game he was out with COVID, but the game before that I didn't hear anything about him being a scratch because of COVID. And the game after that I didn't see anything about him being a scratch because of COVID. I don't know what's going on there.
1: He had an ailment that is as bad as COVID. It's called fumblitis.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, that one. Oh, okay. Well, then he's going to fall down the pecking order. Mayan Williams has become mm-hmm. a nice, valuable guy that can help whenever he gets the ball. He does something with it. Got to give him credit. He's doing the right things. But in the end, there is one guy who is another level, and that is Travion Henderson. No doubt about it. He is special, ladies and gentlemen. Buckeye Nation, this is the best back we've brought in since Ezekiel Elliott. And that's that's right there says it all. He's special. Running backs, are, are they have the easiest transition of any offensive player for sure. Maybe maybe any player on on uh, on the field is running backs because it's really the same skills uh, same skills as high school just speed it up. I believe Henderson comes in and has immediate impact. Um, what I'm hoping is Crowley is healthy, but I look and see uh, you know Teague's okay and Mayan Williams has been productive when we give him the football, and we'll still see what's going to happen with Steel Chambers, but Travion Henderson is the most talented guy in the running back room. No question about it. He is the guy that if he's not starting first game, he's going to be in the rotation. And by midseason, he'll be the starter.
1: It'll be the first time since Zeke we have a guy who you miss one tackle and it's six. And that puts a ton of pressure on the defense.
0: He is that kind of player. Absolutely, he is. He's a, he's a guy that he's a game changer. I think he can be a workhorse, too. He's a big, strong kid. He doesn't, uh, he's not going to be one that you got to limit his carries. Well, let's go over to the defensive side of the ball. And, uh, you know, we have the holes that Togiai's departure created, but we've got the great news. You know, if you had to, if you could only get one of them back, you would say Garrett. And that's what we got. We got Haskell Garrett back. He is, I think Tommy Tommy Togiai could be a first rounder. There was no question that, uh, that, Haskell Garrett was going to be a first round pick, so we getting that back. That's huge. Got uh, Vincent was playing well. The only reason he was not a starter is because you had Togi and you had Ka- Haskell Garrett. That that is huge. To have those two, Antoine Jackson coming back, he helped us at the end of the year after a slow start. Uh, but getting another kid in there that can really help, I'm telling you, Dan has been high on this kid higher than anybody. And that's Mike Hall. Mike Hall is an outstanding football player. Mike Hall is going to be, especially with those those veterans in there that allows them to mix in and not demand that a true freshman be a starter. When you're talking about line play, freshman starters, probably defensive ends. I mean, a Chase Young, Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa, uh, uh, Zach Harrison, those kind of elite talents can come in and play, but... Uh, When you're talking about offensive line and interior defensive linemen, you're asking a lot of the freshmen. But that allows him to work in, learn something, add strength, add a little bit of weight. Mike Hall's a player. And Tyreek Williams is impressive. Watch his film. He's a 300-pound kid. And he moves. He looks physically like he weighs no more than uh, 265, 270 he plays defensive end at 300 pounds and plays it well in high school. Those two guys can come in and have an impact. Just giving us depth and they gain experience and they spend a lot of time with Mick and and get the, that strength that you need to play on the line, interior line, and uh, in college football. Watch those two guys.
1: I can't imagine what Mike Hall is going to look like in a couple of years after being with Mick. They haven't had an interior guy like that in some time. I, I have yet to see a guy in the class. I like that defensive tackle more than Mike call when it comes to the first step. And for an interior guy with that girth to have that ability to penetrate is going to be fantastic. You want to keep it locked in here for the latest. We appreciate Dwayne stopping by. Have a good one, Bucknutters.